0: This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions.
1: Christine, what's the TFC stand
0: for? Two Fit Crazies. Two
1: Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce in podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We got Let us coverage. help you. Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it, we'll package it, we'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it, and uh, you just upload it yourself. we'll Uh, give you all
0: those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in podcasting 101. TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness and wellness, you name it, you need it, we're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program, working with special populations around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out.
1: Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, all the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com.
0: It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian
1: Prendergast.
0: And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are Where It's At. Yes, we are. Oh, Where It's At is today's show. Amazing. We're, it's, we're recording this on a Friday. Friday gets a little freaky, a little loose. You know, We feel like we don't have to be as behaved. And um, and that's exactly what, what we are and what we did. So, um, <laughs> we were
1: behaved. We had an amazing guest.
0: Oh, my gosh. Kimberly Spring Glick. I took some of her classes and at conventions years and years ago when I lived in Maryland and have crossed paths with her a couple times and finally roped her and, uh, got her onto the two fit crazies. And boy, did she deliver today?
1: Absolutely. Just so refreshing. You know, like, like our alley, right? You know, right. Our, what is our wheelhouse? Our alley cats? Is you know stay in your lane, our lane, right? Mm-hmm. Is helping people beyond just the, the, the physical aspect of fitness, right? You know whether it's I always say I rattle off my high five, high five health and fitness, yeah. you know, and it's eating well and moving well and thinking well and and, and connecting well and and, and you don't know. just
0: call us if you're fit, right? W- that's not what this is about,
1: and boy and Kimberly is a kindred spirit here we've uh, you know just just really on top of the everything else that comes with it the true health right the true health that's worth more than anything Um, you know diets don't work right short 30 day this and that what's a diet yeah Uh, you know 30 day this and that challenges and stuff like that ultimately they don't work right you know you you resort back to your own ways until you can love yourself right and this is what Kimberly talks about right I always say I'll love you until you can love yourself and here's what we're going to do we're going to really like figure this out and it's a progress game right it's not you know it's it's a it's a not you know an all-in for 45 mm-hmm. days or six months or whatever these things that we you know uh, the industry likes to um you know profit from and boy this was just a great conversation i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna get i'm gonna get real again you ready so kimberly has the inspired life that's the llc and she writes courses. She is very intelligent. She's been in the fitness industry for, what did she say, like over 17 years. And she has got a story that is going to, you know, Brian and I stopped a couple times. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we got to go back. Wait, you said what? You did what? When? It, she walks the walk. And I've been struggling a lot lately with, you know, a lot of people in general. I love everyone. Just put that out there. However, here's my however. Um, You got to walk the walk. If you're going to be coaching people, if you're going to be, you know, giving them advice, have you done it? Do have you gone through it? Are you empathetic, or are you sympathetic? And the difference is empathy means you actually have felt that way before everybody. As an English teacher, I feel like I should stop and really clarify. Sympathy just means like, oh, I kind of feel bad for you. Oh, your cat died? Oh, okay. That never happened to me before. So she's been through all of these things that really shape who she is. And has she has been able to see things and have a perspective that um, it really just blows other people out of the water so I highly highly recommend that you check out Kimberly Spring Glick listen to her story if you can be a part of any of her um, courses I know she offers some free videos she even offers some free courses on her website with CECs so if you're looking for continuing ed um, please definitely reach out and inspiredwithkimberly.com is where you can find all that stuff
1: yeah, it's a very thorough website, and and uh, and you know she's just fantastic. You guys have to, you know, like I said, I'm picking up what she's putting down. Uh, I said that on the show, and and, uh, and boy, the, it couldn't be more more the truth. It's uh, just just a great conversation, and uh, we love having her. So we think you're going to love it too. Uh, enjoy. <laughs>
0: Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazes. (laughs) And a microphone. We are where it's at. You almost missed your cue today, Brian. Are you okay? There's just too much going on, Conte, There's I got a sense of humor. Of I can't help it. lot of fun
1: I got today. hit with the goofy stick. Oh, gee, oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> all awesome. All right. Well, it's going to be a good gonna, time today. I'm
0: going to, all right, professional cap. Oh, Come on, here we go. You don't have a professional cap, <laughs> but that's funny. So we are joined today on the airwaves with Miss Kimberly Spreen Glick. How are you?
2: Hello, you two crazy!
0: <laughs> so good to be here with you. Should all right. So should, we should probably just like recap this real fast. So for those of you that don't know, before we record, I won't even say the whole thing. I but can't believe you're doing this. Before we record, I go through like you know, like a rant. We get everything out. We do a sound check. We say weird words, which one day we'll air out some of the stuff we do, but not yet. Um, and of course, you know, I've been cutting it close with guests, and and uh, Kimberly just had to just happened to click on when I was saying some funny stuff and and I'm like, oh God, there's a reason. There's a reason why I'm saying this. I'm not this am not this terrible person. So it,
2: it, it didn't make me question whether or not I was thank, doing the right thing here.
0: Thank goodness you didn't hang up and we're like, Yep, I'm out. That's cause, you know, we know you're awesome. So you could handle it. You
1: Can hang, Christine. Here's a little lesson from the you know from the industry side of things. Oh, a, hot, a hot mic is a hot mic. You got to be careful, all please, right? What old you say, wise one, all right? Because I am like you know, I may just send you like a ransom letter and say, Christine, I will release this <laughs> if you don't pay me thousands of dollars.
2: And to piggyback that bit of advice, do not wear a hot mic when you have to go pee.
0: Right. Oh, uh yes. we've had that before <laughs> happen on the podcast. <laughs> Not us, but other people walking around and we're like are are you are you, hey, you painting? Is this happening? We, like we'll, you there? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we'll talk about that later, but um that was funny. That was very funny. And you when we tell you who it is, you're going to know. So, it's great. Um yes, fitness industry powerhouses. We have to pee sometimes, you know? Um, so, Kimberly, um, yes. people don't fall on our podcast. And you, I've had my eye on you for a while because I'm weird like that. Yeah. But um, so I think it was, what were we on? Like a like a Zoom something? Like,
2: we, you know? We were meeting up with Lawrence Biscontini on a Zoom that he had put together for the after party of the very first SCW live stream
0: mania. Yeah. Okay. It was,
2: it was a party.
0: Nice. He is the hostess he with is, the most He is a party. <laughs> he is a party. That's a good, that's a really great uh metaphor um, for Lawrence. And of course, there's me who's like, yeah, I'm paying attention, but also like, hey, hey, Kimberly, it's Christine. Hey, like private <laughs> messaging. You know, like, what do you, we haven't <laughs> had you on the podcast. Like, I really need to get you on here. Like, who, you know, and you've been presenting for, you know, how long have you been presenting?
2: Oh, goodness. About 17 years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause I, I have taken <laughs> I would, your 10. sessions. Yeah. I've taken your sessions before. Like when I was just like a, Hey, I'm going to go to this for CECs or, you know, um, one of those, you know, participants. Um, and then of course, you know, I've been seeing you, uh, pop up in all the conferences and whatnot. And usually we're like presenting, um, against each other. So I never get a chance to, to pop in, which is, I hate that. I hate when I can't get to see people, but, um, I'm pumped that we finally got you on, uh, the two fit crazies in a microphone podcast because it's, it's where it's at. Um, and you know, now you're a, now you're a friend of the show. So it's, it's like you're, it's like you're part of the part of the clan, part of the wolf pack I'm now.
2: Along right after.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so, cool. so where are you coming to us from?
2: I am coming to you from my home office in Aliso Viejo, California. So about halfway between L.A. and San Diego, right smack dab in Orange County.
1: Oh mm. man, it is so good. Every time we have somebody from that area, I'm just like, uh, you know, I, I'm drooling a little bit. Why? Because it's amazing there. It's I love, pretty, it pretty good, right?
2: It's amazing, yeah. And I, I was born and raised on the East Coast, spent a lot of time living in the Midwest, and kind of p- finally made my way out here in 2011. And don't regret it for a moment. It's just, <laughs> it, is, it is amazing. I don't take it for granted. For where, a where
1: on the East Coast are you from?
2: Um, originally born, I was born in Baltimore, but raised just north of the D.C. area in Maryland.
0: All right. Yeah. You're talking to a terp over here.
2: Uh, That's right.
0: Mm -hmm. right. Yes. Spend some time down there. And then where did you, so then from where, from there, where did you go?
2: So from there, um, when I was 25, uh, my mother had a heart attack, and my parents had moved to Ohio for my dad's work, um, which is where my mother is originally from. And uh, within two weeks of finding out she had a heart attack, I thought to myself, I can't do what I do for a living, be a personal trainer, you know, lead people in fitness and not go take care of my mom. So I fit what I could in my car and drove to Ohio and lived in uh, in the foyer of my brother's house because he had moved there a few years prior uh, so that I could be my mom's personal trainer and, and kind of help nurse her back to health. And she is To this day, healthy and still with us. So I'm I'm just thankful for the time I had there. Um, So I I lived down in the country. And might I say that when I use the word country, I use it with its full definition because where I lived, like – It was like make a right at the the, the red barn and a left at the oak tree. And we lived so far away from town, like not the city. We lived so far away from town that it was about a 20 to 25 minute drive each way. So like, it's not that you couldn't have milk, but you had to really want the milk to be willing to get the milk. Like that's how far out in the country we lived for, I lived for that first year. Um, as I took care of my mom, and then I found my way to Columbus, Ohio, and spent some some years there. It's where I found and uh, started working with Lifetime in 1999. Sometimes I still like to party like it's that year. <laughs> and uh, that took me to Dallas, Texas, for a year as a regional trainer and uh, opening clubs there. Then back for a short stint in Ohio, and then off to Minneapolis. It's where I lived for seven years before I came to sunny Southern California.
1: I love this. A real fit pro here.
2: (laughs) All over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Moving around with the industry. Oh my gosh. And I have to say, what an amazing person you are for, and I know that sometimes people say, you know, when family's sick or when, you know, you step up and you do something no matter what. And especially, like you said, you were 25. Like that's, that's really powerful. And I'm sure it was really kind of, you know, shook you to the bone at the point and the fact that you did it and said, you know what, I'm going to go and this is the most important thing and, and, um, you know, we'll make it work out is that's just so powerful for people to hear that, um, it matters. And I'm so happy to hear that your mom is, you know, is still with us.
1: Yes. Let me, real quick. Let's yeah. talk about that for yeah. a second. Cause that's something that's near and dear to, uh, dare I say it, my heart. Um, my father had heart disease. My father died very young when I was young. And, um, you know, and, and it's always something that I see in other people, you know, it's the number one killer out there and it's bound to, you know, it, it, you know, there's three of us on the line right now and there's, you know, it's like one in four dies of heart disease. So whoever that fourth person is, it's going to join us, you know, we'll put the X red X on them. Um, but what did you do? What, um, you know, we, we know it's a lifestyle disease, right? For the most part, genetics do play a small factor into it. Um, but not as much as people would think. So what did you do? How did you help your mom?
2: Well, my my initial few days were spent on the the, the hospital floor because they couldn't get me to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when she finally uh, came home, I just um, I just kind of became her guardian. I I worked with uh, the, the the doctor and whatever they said she needed. Um, she started being able to get up and move around again. And then I I started looking around the town to see what I might be able to do to um, to continue to do what I love and in this whole in this whole area not just this town but including neighboring towns that were many miles away there was one facility and it was called SNS Electric and Fitness yes you heard that correctly it was SNS Electric and Fitness because it was a couple that owned an electric company that enjoyed working out so next to their electric company they just built this Little gym with a bunch of like uh, universals and some free weights, and then they like basketball, so they built a basketball court. So I started putting the word out that I was a trainer and taught classes, and I started training clients in this tiny little little gym that uh, had maybe a few single selectorized pieces of equipment, but mostly trained them on you know those like universals like mm-hmm. we used to have in our basements. Right. And, uh, and then I taught kickboxing classes by renting out the basketball court for 20 bucks an hour. And I started taking my mom when I, when they started letting me train there, I started taking my mom there and, um, she would do some exercising, walk on the treadmill and believe it or not, within a couple of months, she was taking my kickboxing classes. So she went from hospital bed, um, stents placed recovery, to then doing some modified kickboxing with me on that basketball court, and um, did so for that the rest of that year that I was there. So
1: that is pretty
2: amazing to watch her get on her feet and become stronger, and um, start focusing more on her nutrition and just start moving. And we we went walking a lot. It just it was amazing. She's my best friend, you know, and and to be a part of watching her bring herself back to a healthy place was. It's
0: probably the best year of my life. Wow, beautiful! See, these this is why we podcast, Brian. Exactly, (laughs) and
1: and you know, and just with such gratitude. I mean, look, I would have given anything in the world to have the opportunity that you did, and and there you are, you pounced on it, and you have your best friend. It's uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. Wow.
0: So take us forward now. You are, I mean, you came to you're in california you're you're pretty you're pretty darn successful i would say that you're you're known by some or a lot so what's the what's going forward what um what did you or how did you get to california now because it's not i mean you've really got to have a plan you can't just live you know hey i'm i'm going for it so (laughs) which is frightening um so what happened how'd you get there
2: Well, it's funny when I got into the fitness industry as a trainer, when I was 19, um, I thought I would live in San Diego someday. Like that was my dream. I wanted to work for ACE, the American council on exercise and live in San Diego. That was my dream at 19 years old. And, uh, you know, my, my path definitely took me a lot of different directions, but, um, in, in starting to, to travel, you know, becoming part of the traveling circus, as we like to call it, when when there really was a conference every other weekend and there was this kind of same group we would all meet up and it was such a joy um, and such a blessing as part of my experience to be able to have the opportunity to travel around the US, Canada, and even beyond um, over to, to Europe and Asia to be able to present at conferences was such a gift because I got to know such amazing human beings that became chosen family for me. You know, I I truly believe we have the family that we're given, our blood family, and then we have a family we get to choose along the way. And much of the family I have in my life are those that were chosen on the road. And uh, one of those family members happens to be uh, Rob Glick. And uh, Rob and I met presenting at conferences and started to get to know each other. And uh, a big group of us would always head out for dinner and such and, and just chat. And we got to know each other that way. And um, we just became friends. And I, at the time we were friends as, as well as this big group of us being friends. I was married, he was married. Um, and so there was, there were no thoughts other than this is my group of friends I get to see. And then I got divorced. And then shortly after that, he got divorced. And um, next thing I know, we're at a conference in Baltimore, kind of looking at each other a little differently. <laughs> like, hmm, you're kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so we started dating and on the road and uh, really only saw each other when we're on the road, um, but got to know each other on a deeper level and fell in love. And he asked me to marry him. And uh, we got married in 2011. And that is what took me from working for the corporate office at Lifetime in Minneapolis to then shifting my location to Orange County, because this is where uh, he was born and raised. He's like this the surfer dude. Um, which I never anticipated, but, uh, that I'd, I'd end up with a surfer dude, but he is through and through to the core of his being. And, uh, I love it, but, um, yeah, so, uh, I still work for the corporate office of lifetime, but worked remotely from, uh, orange County and just made lots of trips back and forth. And it stayed like that until the following year in August of 2012, I had our son, Tyler, who just turned eight this past Sunday. Yay. Cool. Uh, yes. Happy he, birthday. He Thank you. He woke up the day before yesterday. He said, you know, mom, I actually feel more mature. <laughs> 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 to which I said, good, go make your breakfast. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which didn't work out, but that's okay. Uh, he's amazing. He's such a gift. And uh, although our, our marriage didn't, um, didn't continue past a couple of years ago, we're still really close, good friends. Um, we co-parent really well with Tyler. And with, you know, coming out here to, to marry Rob, and then we had our son, I, and I just fell in love with it here. And so now our family is here, um, which includes me and, and Tyler and Rob and Rob's parents and Rob's girlfriend. And, you know, like we all, we're all just a unit, a community now. We, they say it takes a village, so we have one. Wow. I know, right? I know. So, so here's what I'm thinking. This is a lot. So
1: so where would you be without the fitness industry, <laughs> right? You, you know, it's like it's like everything is kind of, uh, you know, your family's on both sides. You've helped them, and it's just wild, huh?
2: It's wild for sure because when I was in high school, I had gotten a scholarship to go to Bowie State University, and I was going to be studying graphic design. Oh, I thought I was going to get into marketing and graphic, um, graphic arts. And, um, it's, it's just, it's interesting. You know, when I was, um, when I was that age, I, before I was able to, to get to college, I was in a really, really bad car accident and, um, I had gotten T-boned. The car was totaled. Um, at the, at the time, fresh out of high school, I was working, at a bank, the Citizens Bank of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And this was back when there was, like, a customer service department. Like, we all sat in cubicles, wore our little headsets. And this was back when you had to, like, call to find out what your balance was or if a check had cleared or something. So I was the person you called to see if, like, check number 307 had cleared or something. And um, so I just did customer service. And I was in this really bad car accident. And uh, it, it tore... Um, through a layer of my rhomboid muscles, I had to get my, my upper back reeducated. I was in physical therapy four days a week. And, um, it was truly for me prior to this happening. Um, oh gosh, I got to go back one step because in working at Citizens Bank of Maryland, I sat next to the amazing Brenda. I'm sorry. Um, I sat next to Brenda's mom, um, Edna and Edna was concerned for me because I was clearly, um, quite thin. I have, uh, I have a history of eating disorders and I battled with anorexia bulimia from the age of 11 until late into my twenties. And so here I am 18 years old. And, uh, as my mom would put it, I was a skeleton with a head. My parents had already moved to Ohio and I was on my own working three jobs, paying the mortgage of our house. And, um, ended up foregoing the scholarship to Bowie State because I had to work three jobs to pay the mortgage and to keep the family house. And so Edna kind of became the surrogate mother. She was very concerned for my health. She recommended I take her daughter Brenda's exercise class. It's called Jazzercise. And I said no many times. And finally, she had asked me enough. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm like, I will try it one time. And it was at the local armory where I had learned to roller skate when I was a kid. So I was familiar with it. And I went in, and I'll never forget, I only lasted 19 minutes, one minute longer than the years I was old at the time. But what's crazy is that I couldn't leave. I mean, I I should have just kind of tail tucked under and, and embarrassed, walk right out or run out. But as much as my bones were aching, my lungs were burning, I just sat up against the wall for the rest of the hour with my jaw on the floor and watched in wonder as th- this group of, of people were smiling and laughing and jumping to this amazing music. Like there was this, this contagious energy that I, I realized I'm like, I, I want that in my life. Like it was, it was love at first grapevine truly. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just sat and watched them just share this, this community and camaraderie. And, and and I just fell in love with it. I, but I could, I couldn't afford to take classes. So Edna worked it out for me to be the girl who punched people's cards. So this is back when you used a hole punch to like Mm -hmm. (laughs) check people in for their classes. So I was a girl at the front that would hole punch people's passes. And then I got to stay and take the class for free. And, um, within a few months I was, I was lasting the entire hour. I had the routines memorized and I finally got up the courage to go to the instructor, to Brendan say, um, you know, this, I feel like this has saved my life. I'm, I'm, I know I have a lot of emotional um, healing and growth still to do, but physically the healing I'm so well on my way. I I, want to pay this forward. I want to do for others what this has done for me. Will you take me under your wing so that I can become an instructor? And she put her hand on my arm. She's like, Kimberly, that's really sweet. I, I really appreciate that, but I'm sorry. I can't do that because I just, I don't think you have what it takes to be an instructor. And I was so crushed. I never went back to her class again. And it was a week later that I got into the really bad car accident. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because as I was laid up, at this point, um, we sold the house. I got in an apartment. I had no bed yet. I was laying on the couch. um, Had no TV, no phone. And so I had all of this time, just me, myself, and I laying on a couch, with no distraction, like I, I, I introduced myself to meditation without even knowing what it was, because I had no choice but to do an internal journey. Because the the only time I got out of the house was when a friend would come get me for physical therapy a few times a week, and so I decided during those weeks that you know I'm going to get in the fitness industry. I'll probably never teach because I, you know, that I don't have what it takes. I'm not I'm not skilled in that way, but. I could be a trainer. Like I could still help people get healthier. So as soon as I got back on my feet, I quit the job at the bank and I got a job as a, a front desk representative at the local Bally's swiping cards as people came in while I got my first personal training certification. So that's how I got into the fitness industry. It was just a as a, a front desk girl and uh, got my training certification, started doing orientations, training clients, but still taking Aerobics, as it were back then, usually twice a day. And uh, then I got my first opportunity to teach with a phone call on a Friday night from the aerobics coordinator at that Bally's in Greenbelt, Maryland. Lori called and she's like, uh, Hey, Kimberly, can you jump in and teach the high low class tomorrow morning at nine? To which I said, Oh, no, 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 I, I can't. I'm sorry. And she's like, Oh, you're not going tomorrow? I'm like, No, no, no I'm going. I'll be there. I just I can't teach the class. And she's like, Oh, she's like, I see you in classes all the time. You're, you're a certified trainer. You know, all you have to do is, is grab one of the cassette tapes from the office, throw that in and, and, you know, do what you've seen Jackie do. And I said, Oh, I said, I appreciate the opportunity, Lori, but I just can't help you. And she's like, well, why not? And I said, because I don't have what it takes to be an instructor. And as soon as I said those words, I realized that they weren't my words. Mm -hmm. They were Brenda's words. And so in that moment I I recognized thankfully I had a choice to make. I could either take a leap of faith on myself or I could continue to let those words become my story. And so I said okay. Um Showed up the next morning, accidentally grabbed a step tape. So we started doing high-low at 126 beats per minute. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's right. Uh, But I quickly caught it and threw in the right tape. And uh, (laughs) the rest is kind of history.
0: Um, a couple things. Number one, um, who is this Brenda and where do I find her? What do we do? Where's Brenda? Does she have a name and she's still in Maryland? Um, we're we're in Jersey. Like Brian always tells me, he's like, Christine, I know some people. I know a guy. We
1: go down, we come right back up. No one will even know.
0: We're really, you know, we're endurance athletes. Like no one can catch us. I mean, if they're sprinting, they can get me. But like I'm a long-term girl, like you're not going to. You're not going to out endurance us. Like, bre-
2: I, I appreciate that. Now I may call on that at another See? time. But you know what? I actually view Brenda as one of the blessings along the way. Well, that's See? it. Mm-hmm. That's,
1: that's your the gift. gift. That's the gift. The car accident. The gift. You know, helping your mother. The gift. Meeting your, you know, your husband along the way. The gift. I've that been to the Balleys in
0: Greenbelt, Maryland. By the way, <laughs> that's what I also want to tell you. you get because swiped I'm, in. And I'm wondering, like, I mean, I know we missed each other in years, but. Seriously, like I'm sure that we were in some same facilities, you know, as because that's where I started teaching um, group fitness as well. It was all in, you know, Greenbelt and Laurel and um, Silver yeah. Spring.
2: I grew up in Laurel. You did? I went to Laurel Senior High School. <gasps> Look at this. Mm-hmm. I, am, I am a Spartan annoter.
0: Oh, <laughs> Oh, I love you it. Um, I know. I taught. I taught in Montgomery County for five years before moving up to New Jersey. So that was, uh, you know, it's kind of my. I lived in Burtonsville, nice little townhouse.
2: I know Burtonsville mm-hmm. quite well. Yeah,
0: I
1: love it. See, small world. Did you ever come across Brenda while you were in your journey? I don't there, know, Christy? but I'm come like on.
0: I'm trying to rack what my a, brain now. What a
1: poor judge of talent, Kimberly.
2: <laughs> <right>. is <this> Brenda. <laughs> was just calling it like she saw it. And, um, and she knew I had the, the issues, you know, with the eating disorders and such. And she just probably thought, right. you know, maybe she just didn't want to put her name on me for that. The risk of that. Oh. I mean, um,
1: you have had so many life factors perspective is and, awesome and exactly like there is not a soul that you can't help with fitness right you know and, and getting to the to the deeper part of fitness and and you know and physical health and and those things that are just beyond exercise right
2: absolutely to me i mean when i stepped out of my corporate role because i was in a, a corporate role with lifetime for 12 years i oversaw um I should say I supported group fitness yoga and indoor cycling for the company across North America. And it was one of the greatest blessings of my career. I I learned so much and got to meet so many amazing people. But one of the things that caused me to step away three years ago and and create my my online um, offering, The Inspired Life, was the fact that I saw such a need for us in our industry to bridge the gap between physical fitness and complete well-being. You know, on my journey I've learned that that wellness is, you know, physical fitness is that's a huge part of it. But uh for me I work from what I call the wheel of well being and physical fitness as as important as it is, it's one of six areas that are, I think are necessary for us to put some focus toward in order to really um feel the, the, the joy and the fulfillment in this life that we came here to experience.
1: All right, let's go. I to know, six, let's get into the it. The six areas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, the six areas of the Wheel of well-being. So, first is physical. And physical, of course, encompasses movement. Um, I tend not to call it exercise. You know, for some people, that's a, an icky word, but just our bodies are made to move. So, find a way to move your body. It, of course, does in- include fueling. So, the, the nutrition we take in to fuel our body. And then, of course, rest. That encompasses the physical. And then, of course, emotional and and gosh, have we not gotten a a huge wake up call when it comes to the importance of emotional health in in the recent months. But uh, but just our ability to be able to to shift our perspective so that we can experience our emotions based on the steadiness we create within the ease we create within, regardless of what the external circumstances are. Um, And then we have our intellectual fitness, I think. It is wildly important that we fuel our brain, that we fuel our brain with positivity, that we are always on a path as a student before anything else, a student before a teacher, a student before a leader, that we're always looking for opportunities to evolve and to grow. Because I think that, you know, the, the greatest joy we experience in life is when we are on the path to becoming who are capable of becoming. And that means progress equals joy. Progress equals happiness. And so that intellectual piece, I think, is really important as well. And then um, there's the spiritual. I think that that is something that, for I mean, for many years in our industry, we were told, no, 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 no.
0: Mm. I
2: mean, I was even told once many years ago, as I started talking about spirituality, as I'm presenting um, both lectures and movement at conferences, like, whoa, 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 Kimberly, like, you don't want to talk about things like God and you know spirituality and stuff like that's that's not part of this industry, like. if if people want that, they can go find a church. Like if, if you keep talking like that and, and bringing spirituality into fitness, you may, you may find yourself not being invited back to these conferences. And, um, I stood my ground and, and I've, I've always included the fact that, you know, for me, spirituality is not religion. You know, for some people, they find their spirituality through a chosen religion. And I support that all day long but for me, spirituality is just a recognition that we are all part of something greater than ourselves, that there, there's this greater, call it source, call it God, call it the universal intelligence, but there's this greater energy that, that we all stem from and that connects us all to each other. And so having, having spirituality as part of your well-being is simply a belief in that. Now, how you bring that to life for you be it through religion, be it through philosophy, um, that gets to be you know your journey. But but I do believe it's a necessary part to be able to have a a, a spiritual practice in a, in our lives. And then the final two, there's environmental, and I think that this is one that people don't um, well, it's easily missed because we're we're just kind of go 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 in our crazy busy lives. Not enough hours in the day to get it all done. We don't really notice the environment around us and. For me, the environmental well-being is two parts. One, get outside. Get outside when you can, as often as you can. Get the fresh air. Be among the trees and the flowers and the grass. And, the, you know, hopefully if you don't have too bad allergies or whatever the case may be. Um, and if the weather is not permitting, then open open the, the, the shades and look out to, to this great nature Um that the world offers us. And, and what I found is when you're out in nature, like so many of these aspects of the wheel of well they, they overlap each other because some of my, my best spiritual moments have been when I'm out in nature. Cause it's when I'm out in nature, watching the birds fly over and mountains in the distance, beautiful blue sky. It's like, that's when I have the greatest recognition that, you know, I'm part of this awesome universe as we all are. Um, so, so that's part of environmental is just getting out in nature Often. And then the other part is, is the, the environment that you are in, whether you have an office that you go to, or if you're like me and you are, are working at a home office, any environment that you're in, do you spend a lot of time in your car, whatever area where you spend a lot of time, what can you do to both brighten that area up a bit, but add things to that area that spark your soul in some way, shape or form that inspire you in some way, shape or form. For me in my work area, I have like a little uh, mini vision board. I have um, pictures of, of me and my mom. I've got some of my favorite quotes. I've got some pictures of my son, who is a huge part of my inspiration, and pictures of my brother um, who crossed over in 2007, who was um, huh, just one of the most important people in my life. So he still guides me. And so I make sure that the spaces in, that I spend a lot of time in um, light me up. Instead of, instead of feeling cluttered and dark and gloomy. And I think if we were to kind of take a look at the spaces that we spend time in and just maybe make a couple of tweaks here and there, put up a quote that means a lot to you, put up a picture of someone that inspires you, maybe do a little vision board. Um, it really impacts the, our ability to be positive and to be effective and to um, create wonderful things when we're in that space. And then finally is social. And this one, I think... Kind of like the emotional. This one's been under attack big time um, in the last several months because we are hardwired for connection. You know, Abraham Maslow did a bunch of research in the 40s, um, got published in the early 50s, and is still used by psychologists and scientists today. When he created his hierarchy of needs, where at the base level, foundationally, we need our primal needs met, which would simply be air, water, food, and safety. The very next thing that we as humans need is connection, belongingness, that 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 understanding that we are connected to each other. And so when this whole, you know, pandemic happened and the idea kept getting thrown around of social distancing, it it made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like I get it if we need to physically distance right now, um, for, for the sake of separating households and stopping the spread of this virus. But we cannot socially distance. We need to be socially connected now more than ever because social connection as an element of your well-being is is what are you doing to nurture the connection you have with other human beings, be it your family, your close friends, your community, or that, that community, that larger community that you serve um, through whatever it is that you do. You know, we have to regularly um, put some energy toward that connection, that social connection, because it feeds in both directions and fulfills in both directions. So that's it. It's the physical, emotional, intellectual, uh, spiritual, environmental, and social wheel of well-being.
0: So if I'm thinking of anyone that is now living this wheel of well-being, it is you. (laughs) Because you have been, again, Brian said this before, that you really have been through a lot and have perspective that people don't have between, you know, moving jobs and caring for people. And I mean, a lot of life changes. You just also mentioned your brother. Yes. Which again, I mean, these are things that give you incredible empathy towards others that, I mean, one question I always, you know, I have for people sometimes is like, I've seen in the last twenty years of of the fitness industry, and only I've really only been, you know, full time in the fitness business for the last three and a half years. I've seen so many companies and so many instructors come and go, and you know everything. This is a fad and, and waxing and waning. But you have survived, and you know I always when I was kind of looking at people better than me. That's what I always do. I watch and I you know why are these people successful what is it that they're doing what is it about them and now i know i mean now all of our listeners know you have been around so long because you have this amazing gift of all of these things that people in, in the world would say oh my gosh that's terrible how could you go through this and i feel so bad for you and and you didn't you don't live like that you live in a okay well here's here's what i've been given and And you said, you know, you want to give back. That is so powerful. And I just, you know, what have you seen? I mean, what have you experienced? Is it the same that I've seen of of different people that have these stories that set them apart?
2: Absolutely. I think, well, I think we all have our story, right? We we all have um, the story of our lives. We've all been through things. I mean, I'm... (laughs) honestly, most people by the age of 20, you've been through enough stuff to justify being in therapy for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, and everyone would understand. Um, the fact is that does it, does that work for you? You know, does that work for you to focus on what you've been through in the way that, um, you see yourself as a victim and, uh, more and more I am through my work am, am coming across meeting, working with, and lifting up people who, much like me, you know, they've, they've got their story, whatever it is they've been through. Maybe it's, it's some form of grief, loss, disease that they've moved through and gotten to the other side of, um, and now the goal is to pay it forward. You know, one of the the two biggest words that have driven me from the beginning, the first is empower. Um, in fact, I even, um, had started a, just a small regional continuing education fitness conference, um, when I was in my director role with lifetime called empower, and the reason I wanted to call it empower, and then you know Rob came in and partnered with me for us to to grow it. And uh, the reason I called it empower was because I think it's really important that we lift people up, that we give them the knowledge and the tools that they need to have a, a healthier, happier life. But they still have to do the work. You can't do the work for them. And and the, the meaning of empower means that you're going to give the tools, but then. They're empowered to take the steps themselves. And so I've seen more and more um, leaders start to come out, especially with everything we've gone through in the last several months. I call them leaders of light and stepping up and, and wanting to empower others um, to be the uplifters they came here to be. And then for me, um, the other word is inspire, which is why I, my, my LLC is called the inspired life. My goal is, is for everyone to be able to find their way onto the path of living the inspired life, because the difference between the kind of life that many are living, um, where whether or not they're in a good mood today is based on what's happening outside of themselves or what someone says or what someone does. The inspired life is all about living life from the inside out. And, uh, my goal with everything that I do, with every program that I've, I've done um, since I've been in this online space the last few years, is to really empower people to live their own inspired life. And I'm seeing more and more leaders step up to the plate in that way. And what's so beautiful about that, as Marianne Williamson says, that Once you move through your own fear, because there is fear, there's fear of being judged, there's fear of failure, there's fear of disappointment. But once you move through that fear and really step into your light, step into living the life that you actually came here to live, living it from the inside out, you unconsciously give permission for other people to do the same. And that's what I'm seeing.
1: I I love all of this. I mean, this is like, you know this is i'm combo health coach trainer right so this is what i've been doing with my life and in the same- very same way and you know and just seeing it from a different perspective and 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 making it not just about the fitness or just about the nutrition just about you know the the, the low hanging fruit of health why is it what where do you where do you see it why is it where is the fitness industry why is it so lost on them why is it still about you know great-looking bod and, and all those things and, and not coming from within because that's the true power of it and that's the, you know the, what you're empowering and inspiring to them. Why is it lost on the fitness industry?
2: Well, I think it's based on conditioning. I, I believe it's an industry that has been conditioned to have a certain perspective and it is, it is filled with leaders who have been conditioned to have and share that perspective. So, what will be required in order for a shift to truly happen is for more and more leaders in our industry to be able to to step up and say, "Hey, you know, fitness is more than just our physical bodies. Like, fitness goes beyond the physical." And and I'm I'm definitely not the only one. I may have been one of the oddballs ten years ago starting to say that, but there are many who are are stepping up right now. And, and shining the light on that message. And I think the more and more we can make that happen, the more we can help people wake up. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is it, in our lives, we are generally conditioned to view ourselves through the eyes of others, to seek validation through the eyes of others. And it's not just in the fitness industry. It's just through life conditioning. Um, we're, we're taught at a young age that what other people think of us matters. And it, it takes a while to unlearn that. Um, I'll never forget a a weekend training I did with Dr. Wayne Dyer. And one of the things he said, he said, you know, I've written a lot of books. (sighs) A lot of people like my books. A lot of people hate my books. (laughs) In fact, a lot of people have had to take the time to share with me how much they hate my books. But, you know, I finally realized that their opinion is none of my business.
1: Uh, That's right.
2: (laughs) And so it was a huge lesson for me that um, I think we we need to start, you know, I always say living from the inside out. Because when you live from the inside out, you care less about the circumstances, what's happening outside of you and what other people think of you, the judgment. And you really um, start bringing your own light into the world because you know it's what you're meant to do. And I think that. It's been a long time coming in the fitness industry, but more and more are starting to have the realization um, for themselves and for those that they serve. And I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it more and more online. I'm seeing it with those that I'm, I'm working with. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually excited to see a long, long time conditioned industry start to really shift and evolve in the direction of wellness, as opposed to just physical fitness.
1: It was, it was, it's a perfect answer because it, it is, you know, it's the truth. And, and I see the paradigm shift as well, you know, and for mm-hmm. so many years, people just stepped into roles and, yep. you know, that role was done very well by a successful person, quote unquote, successful prior to them. And, and, and then they stayed in that role and they never, you know, we had Ira Davis on, a, a, a couple of, of. Well you know, yeah, like we' mm-hmm. and and you know it 's like so many of us are just sitting on this cauldron pot of like fire, like we 've got this like you know this emotion in us that is so much more beyond just like, okay, do this exercise right it 's like right. you want to live a fantastic life don 't you right so you know there's there's things beyond it and and i 'm with you and uh, you know, and thank you for for You know, being at the forefront of this stuff, like you said, 10 years ago, that was like, you know, you're crazy. Uh, That was some wacky talk. Um, We are
0: crazy. No, exactly. No. Kimberly, you're very, you're very much fitting in right here. Crazy changes the world, right? Right. Those crazy enough to think, yeah, I will forever be crazy enough to think that I could change the world. I say that a lot. And, you know, you don't want to never feel that way how in the i mean th- these are the questions these are the bombshell questions how do you get someone to be confident enough to a you know stand up for yourself um and b to say all right you know what i don't care what other people think it took me like 38 years i'm not going to lie and i'm i mean i'm only 21 <laughs> but it took me 38 years i'm not kidding you know it took me 38 years to really wake up um, yeah. you know and Brian and I both have our stories of you know they could be woe but our stories are actually like whoa yeah these are gifts now um, you know which gives us empathy to go out and you know and share and help other people but I think it's one thing to say all right well we need to people just need to not worry about other people it's another thing to say all right these are the tools to cope with this or to get past it, um, it I mean what do you say to people?
2: Well, you know, I think it always boils down to self-worth. Um, and, and one of the things, you know, Brian, to your point about the, the paradigm shift in the industry, I think one reason for the shift is the recognition that if we only focus on the physical, even if our clients get results, they are not long-lasting unless there is some level of emotion or emotional layer that's been tapped into that allows them to love themselves enough or have a, a greater sense of self-worth, that they don't go back to old habits yes. that got them to an unhealthy place to begin with. I mean, all the yo-yo diets and the fads that have come and gone, um, so many people have done the work, done the effort on a physical plane, and then they end up right back where they were. I mean, it's in the 90, 90 percentile. I think it's like 98% of of diets fail or people that lose mm-hmm. weight regain it or whatever the case may be. And it's because... Science is, is showing us now how important it is to get to a deeper layer, a deeper level. And I've, I've learned with all the clients I've trained over the years and the the people that I've worked with, it always boils down to a sense of self-worth and the moment you can either gain or perhaps regain a sense of a a solid sense of self-worth, you just start making different choices. I, um, I even I, I created a free, a free three-part video series. It's called Three Steps to Unshakable Self-Worth because I, I realized how important it was for people to, to really get this message. And the three steps are, are pretty straightforward. We just go a bit into detail in these video trainings. But um, the first step is to take the time to really know who you are. The number of people that I have coached who in the beginning of our relationship said, I just, I don't know who I am. Or, or I don't know who I am anymore. I'm, I've been so focused on playing this role or wearing this hat or being a wife, being a mom, being a, a husband, being a this, being a that. I just don't know who I am anymore or I don't know what I want. So step one is we've got to take the time to look inward and to ask the questions, to tune into who we really are, be it through meditation or just a presence practice of some kind, really tune into who are you um, in the sense of, okay, what makes me happy what do I want to do with my time and energy in this life I've been given? Um, what sparks a joy in my soul? You know, people often don't realize you're the, you are the guardian of your time and energy. No one's going to do it for you. You have to do it for you. And that means you've got to ask the questions, what do I want to do with my time and energy that is going to be the most fulfilling with this one big, brilliant, beautiful life I've been given? And so you really got to know yourself and know what it is you want in this life, create that vision. And then the second step is to make the conscious choice. And sometimes it takes a while to remind people that this is a conscious choice. Once you get to know who you really are, you got to choose to love who you really are. And a lot of people really struggle with this one, being able to, to look in the mirror and see the light, look in the mirror and see the beauty of who, who they are. Um, but you really have to choose to love yourself. And then the third step becomes an aha. If you do the first two steps, you take the time to know who you are. You choose to love who you are. The third step is be who you are to authentically be who you are in this world, which again becomes an aha, like a, not aha, be, but becomes like a duh. If I know myself and I'm choosing to love myself, then of course I'm going to be who I am in the world. Why wouldn't I? And so it, it, it definitely is a process so it's, you know, so often people think, oh, it's just a flip, flip of a switch. Just start loving yourself. No, it doesn't, doesn't happen quite so easily, not for anyone I've worked with anyway. Um, but there is a process you can go through where you can start tapping into who you really are, choose to love that person, and then shine your light on the world. Start being who you are. When you go through that process, that creates a foundation of self-worth that the fact that you know what i am i am worthy i didn't come into this life to earn worthiness i came into this life to experience the worthiness i was born with that's a completely different shift in mindset
0: mm-hmm. and
2: when you're in this life to experience the worthiness that you bring to it you make different choices you make different choices about your health you make different choices about your well-being you make different choices with regards to what will spark joy for you and bring you to um, the happiest, most fulfilling life experience you can.
0: These are the best. <laughs> Kim- Sir, we, <laughs> I sit here and I write my copious notes. And Brian looks off into space no, sometimes. I am and, picking, no,
1: I am picking up what you absorbent. are putting down, Kimberly. Are
0: you catching what I'm dropping? Yeah. It's just – it's so important and it's so powerful and I know I, – I just – I just speak for Brian and Brian speaks for me at this point. We're like the same person. <laughs> um, but we, under, we get it. We get it. And, and that's what, you know, that's really what makes you shine and that's what makes you special. And people look to you and say, wow, she's really got it together. Even if you don't, you, you have together who you are and you know, you know you're shine in this world and you know, you know your mission and what you want to do. And I love the fact that you said, you know, what makes you happy? That's pretty much who you are and for yep. better or for worse. I hope that it's a positive thing that – you know. but it's what makes you happy, what makes you smile and again, I went through this process of – well, I thought it was, all right, well, you know what? Um, I will – I want to make sure that I will be unhappy in my job as long as I can have a nice house and drive my nice car and get my massage all the time and my nails and my hair and the lawn and the cleaning lady and, and then I realized, wow, like this is – I, it doesn't matter. All this extra stuff is just stuff and yeah. I'm miserable and I don't have a good relationship with my kids or my husband or I'm just tired and exhausted. And I'm like, that's not life. And if you're just going through that process, what, where, where are your, you know, where are your goals? Where are your priorities at this point? And, you know, even for people, I think, you know, like you've said, you've lived on a sofa, And you've, you know, lived in a front room and it wasn't like, you know, you were living like a rock star. It's here's what I did because this I knew was either the right thing to do or it made me happy and made me fulfilled. And that's what I think people in general, whether it's your clients or even people in the fitness industry have got to understand if you're chasing a dream, that's not yours or you're chasing the dream because, oh, it's just going to give me, you know, this bling and this, this lifestyle, you know, are you happy? Are you healthy? It, and it's so great to hear you say, I just wrote down, you know, be who you are. I I was always in the wrong professions. Yeah, I was doing well, but I was in the wrong professions. And it, I
1: think I read it. I read it. It was like your, your real resume is just a catalog of all your life's sufferings. Oh, you know, (laughs) until you get, until you like, live you know and it's like that's the stuff i used to do resume is just like Mm kind of here's where i am up to this point um so yeah you can take it um and and go from there
2: and so often people think that that they need that the job the title the house the car the whatever to to have validation and acceptance in life which is again we're hardwired for connection we want other people to to like us and to accept us and to validate who we are in this world um but when when you're on the path to feeling like you have to change who you are to be accepted that's where that's where we that's where we stumble you know like the whole idea of like new year, new you drives yeah. me insane <clears throat> you do not need a new you, you don't need to change who you are, and that's that's kind of often my biggest message for people who think, "Okay, what do I need to change about myself to be able to have the kind of life I want to have? No, no no, you do not need to change who you are. You need to become more of who you are. Mm. And that, Christine, as you're sharing the bit of, of your journey, that seems like that's what happened. It's like you've found, you found your path to become more of who you are in this world. And now you're making this huge impact, you and Brian, with this, this podcast and all the work you're doing. And it's amazing when you start to, to become more of who you were meant to be in, in this world. Um, mm. You can feel it. It just it resonates with every, every step of the way.
0: I think it's that and also when you realize that, you know, all of the things you thought were such terrible, awful experiences in your life and why do I have this and why did this happen? And once you're like, hey, you know what? If that didn't happen, it wouldn't have led to this and then it wouldn't have led to that and I wouldn't have seen this and I wouldn't have been able to experience this and make this choice. You know, it's like. You know, Brian and I both have our sob stories. Like I say, it could be a sob, or it could could be we got lots of gifts. The best
1: moments are when you look back and you're like, "Oh, that's why that happened." You know, or like, "Uh huh,
0: okay." It's it's all laid out for me. Talk to us. um, Talk to us about what you have going on right now. I know, like you said, the inspired life. What, like, what are you up to? What projects are you working on? What's going on?
2: So, oh, I'm so excited because I, I've got a lot, lot going on right now. Lots of plates spinning that make me really happy. Um, well, first of all, I'm homeschooling, so if I don't make it, you'll know what happened to
0: me. <laughs> I'll call you um, if you need to. If you need to, like, because our my kids are going to be home. Brian, your kids are going to be home a little bit too. Mm. Um, yeah.
2: If if we don't survive this, just know that you'll I know love
0: why. You. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's been nice so, knowing you.
2: <laughs> through. Through the Inspired Life, you know, my, my, I'll say my two favorite projects. Um, one is, is directly under the umbrella of the Inspired Life, and I call it the Inspired Life Project. And on its own, it is, it is a six module course that people can, can kind of register and go through it on, on their own pace. And it's very interactive, give lots of exercises to help answer those questions around kind of, you know, um, knowing, knowing yourself, loving yourself, being yourself and kind of walking that path. And and we get into a bit of, of Kaizen progress over perfection and such. So that course, um, it stands on its own all the time, but then I try to at least once a year, um, offer up an opportunity, which I just did this in May where, um, I walk through the course live with a group. And so each week they, they are assigned a module and then we meet via zoom um and uh had close to 100 women um this course is is focused on supporting and empowering women specifically um close to 100 women walked through the course with me in May and then we'd meet every week via Zoom to discuss the module and um talk about how it resonated and how they can bring it to life for themselves and it was great so that's that's something that is near and dear to my heart one of my signature programs um and then on the flip side of it is the focus Uh, not flip side really, but adjacent to (laughs) would be, um, my desire to continue to serve fitness professionals. And I do that through the make a difference Academy. So the make a difference Academy, I've got a, an instructor community on Facebook, the make a difference Academy instructor community, and the whole um, deal across the board, whether it's fitness and wellness enthusiasts or those through Mata, um, it's about bridging the gap, again, between physical fitness and complete well-being. And I'm about to launch with my gal pal and soul sister, Donna Thomas, um, another amazing leader in our industry. We are launching a wellness advisor certification. Um, and I'd love to be able to, to give myself a shameless promotion here. And, Please and do it. Do it. Sign up, but we're full. Um, in fact, we ended up letting a few people in beyond what we thought we were going to cap at. So we're really excited. We're going to be running that over the course of September and October. And uh, I cannot wait. And it really is about helping other fitness professionals understand the difference between physical fitness, complete well-being, sharing that wheel of well-being and how they can use that in their, their ability to serve their community in whatever way they see fit. So I'm really excited about that. And we'll run that again after the first of the year. Um, say that name like, again. Say that. I'm sorry.
0: Say that name again of that. Um, the one that you're running with Donna.
2: It, it's the wellness advisor certification. Okay. So we're taking people through an eight week program to certify them as wellness advisors. Awesome.
1: And how can they be alerted when that comes up next? Mm-hmm. I'm asking for myself, not for <laughs> so a the, friend.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So of course I'm, I'm primarily on Facebook Um, You will see me on Instagram, but um, I mainly only go on Instagram when I'm posting from my phone because it's the easy button to post on Instagram (laughs) and Facebook Mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, But generally, I I have most of my focus on Facebook and Kimberly Springlick. It's just that name all together, uh, as crazy as it is. And um, the other two places, there's inspiredwithkimberly.com is my website. Not to be confused with Inspired by Kimberly. A lot of people mistakenly think it's that because you're not inspired by me. It's we're inspired together because mm. we're all in this together. So it's inspired with Kimberly and those that would want to know about the wellness advisor certification. When we run it again, they can get on the waiting list by going to inspired with Kimberly.com forward slash wellness warriors. Um, that's what our, our private Facebook group is called. Facebook group is called for those that are going through the certification. They are the wellness warriors.
0: Awesome. Any zoom, uh, any zoom like, I don't know, presenting going on this year or anything? What's going on?
2: Um, the next thing I have, I mean, it's so funny how, you know, Christine, you know, this year as well, that we, we had all these kind of conferences on the books and then, whoop, uh-oh.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so I am going to be doing the, the live stream mania again, the November one, um, which is I think November 4th through 6th, if I remember correctly.
0: I, don't, I just log on when they tell me to. <laughs> Christine, show yeah. up on these I'm dates sure in, in this time. the like, light goes okay. on, and Christine right. jumps
1: to action. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, Christine, I actually got to jump on. Um, I, I didn't catch the whole thing, but what I caught was amazing. You, you kind of moderated a. Um,
0: oh, a the social media the panel stream
2: about social media. Mm-hmm. Incredible
0: it's it's everyone. The the ladies are awesome too. And by the way, you need to do more Instagram. That's the only thing that I'm going to tell you right now. Really? Yes. No Last Facebook time. is older. We we have to we'll talk about this.
1: I'm, but I'm I'm with you, Kimberly.
0: Facebook is great for a certain demographic, but you've got to get the Insta. Insta. Insta.
1: I'm a big deal on uh on
0: Facebook? <laughs> no, TikTok. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm <laughs> I am kidding. I, tease, I tease my
1: kids. I say I said, yeah. yeah. They say, Well, how many followers do you have on TikTok? Which we do have one for the podcast, by the way. It's been around for a while. Oh my um gosh. but and I say seventeen million. And they're like, Really? And I'm like, Yeah, I've only been on for two days, you know. <laughs> big deal. Liar. Big deal. My kids, you know, they I ha- I have an eight year old as well and a seven year old. It's a fun age. Enjoy it all.
2: That is awesome. You know, I don't think I'm. I see myself ticking or talking.
1: <laughs> I call it talk tick, and they're like, "Dad, it's tick tock." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, whatever."
2: Cool. Coolest dad ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh I'm a big God. deal.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, for the for the fitness professionals that are listening, I do have a free CEC training. You can you can get to it through my website um, by clicking on Make a Difference Academy. But it's three secrets to thriving as a successful fitness professional or fitness leader. Um, And it does offer two CECs for Ace, AFA, and NASM. Um, So that's up for grabs. Nice. uh, All right. That's that's the website, just inspiredwithkimberly.com forward slash three dash steps. Three dash
1: steps. It's all on there. Opening page here. We got it all.
0: We are blasting all this stuff out um, as this episode drops. So all of our listeners who are like, Okay, I'm driving in the car and I can't copy any of this and I'm going to fall off. So, go to the show notes. Yes, go to the show notes. We will have all this stuff in there and also, you know, direct uh, – we'll direct everyone to you. Do not you worry. And then, um, you know, this is exciting. I'm really excited for you. I'm pumped that we were able to finally uh, connect. I was able to – Brian says that I stalk people. <laughs> um, I don't really think of it as that, as, you know, you're fascinating and, you know, when – When we see people that have, you know, that thing, I like, we want it and we want to be a part of it and we want to share it with our listeners and, and, you know, selfishly we get to literally hear from, you know, amazing people like you that just, it lifts us up. I mean, I, we could write a book now on the positive, amazing stuff. Like we're very selfish. This is
1: fantastic. We just keep piling up good days after good days Mm -hmm. and we're having some good days here and you're part of it, Kimberly. We appreciate it very much.
2: That means a lot to me. I really, I appreciate the opportunity to get to chat with you and um, share well, a bit of my story. I hope it hope it inspires someone out there. So thank you for the opportunity. It means so much. Awesome, you
0: And you know what we need to do when um, when you keep going with some of your courses that will get you and um, will get you and Donna on here. Come on back.
2: Come on back. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I love it. All right, Kimberly, you are amazing, and uh, I thank you so much. And with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at.
1: Peace.